0: Welcome to the All NFL podcast. Brian Baldinger. I'm Anthony Gargano. Baldy and Cuz, Meat Locker. Mm-hmm. It's a Monday yeah, in the Meat Locker. Week 10. As uh, we were watching all of yesterday's film. Well, Baldy, uh, two things. That, let's talk NFC. Because okay. Because the Niners, who we'll get into uh, heavily tomorrow, yes. uh, and the Cowboys are the two teams in the NFC that
1: make. Big statements. No doubt. I mean, San Francisco goes down to Jacksonville after losing three in a row, not winning a game in a month, coming off their bye week and just spanking Jacksonville and just dismantled them. And and all sides of the ball. I mean, they got Trent Williams back and Debo Samuel back and the quarterback. I mean, who was the number one pick in the draft? Was it? Brack Purdy or was it <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? I mean, the kid the kid was unbelievable yesterday. Who
0: was Mr. Irrelevant yesterday? Yeah, exactly. I think that was sunshine. Brack Purdy
1: made Trevor Lawrence look irrelevant. And then, you know, look, the Cowboys, I said this is— and I don't want to forget the Lions, too, because— No, the Lions, like, that was that a was shootout. And that was a, that was impressive, too, to go, you know, on they the They kept answering the scores. Yeah. They kept answering the scores. So we, we could definitely talk Lions. But, you know, when you look at what the Cowboys did yesterday, I said— on Friday on NFL Network, like, this is the the, the get-right game. Yeah. This is your numbers game. This is where you get all your stats. You get your sacks. You get your touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb, do you realize this? In the last three games, okay, CeeDee Lamb has 34 catches for 500 yards. 500 yards in three games. Like, if you multiply that out, prorate that, he, he has over 2,500 yards of offense. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was unstoppable, and yeah. he did he one-handed catches. Yeah, they triple-team him. They got he saw him. the ball, man. He just that one play, oh, That catch one is unreal, catch. man. Boy, he's got Deontay Banks yeah. with his right hand. Yeah, he's making the catch with his left, and he just walks out of bounds after twenty. 20- yeah. Banks gets flagged for yeah. you yeah. know interference for holding him, holding his other but arm. But Dak throws for four hundred. You know the offensive line looks great. I mean, but this is this is the NFL now. If you're playing a team that is trying to hide their quarterback the way the Giants are trying to hide Tommy DeVito against a fast defense, you're going to get all these extra bats. But I will say this.
0: I right, wait, real quick. Let me just set you up here. Because you bring up the Giants, and it's, it's, it's valid, because I saw Dallas go nuts yesterday, too, mm-hmm. like everybody else did, and I kind of went, eh, I, eh we, yeah, what, what, am I, I supposed to be impressed by that? Right. Oh, and, and again, they played phenomenal, and everything you say is right. But they do that against bad teams. They annihilated them the first time they played. Yes, they annihilated the, the Jets. Jets. Yes, they annihilate bad teams, no
1: doubt. But when they play good teams, all of a sudden, who steps out of bounds? Yesterday wasn't going to change that. No matter what happened yesterday, that wasn't going to change. That that was going to stay until they beat a great, a a, a a good team, a real good team. That's going to be said. But even though, though, even though it was a blowout win. Like, they still got stopped on the goal line. Dak still threw an interception that he didn't see the defender early in the game. Cordell float, you know, gets the pick. Um, the same type of things that bother him in big games in zone looks like he doesn't see some defenders. And so, like, but now they overcame all, all of it. And if I'm sitting here talking about that stuff, then I'm a cowboy hater. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying some of the things that show up in big games with Dak kind of showed up early yesterday. It just was, you know... Uh, an opponent that just isn't ready for primetime
0: They're not ready for. They're not ready for the NFL. I worry about Division Two. When I think about the Giants,
1: um, the Giants at one point yesterday, oh. like you have to like you have to call them out. Like they they're down on the ten yard line. Dallas is ready to score. They rush two and they drop nine into coverage, and the Cowboys are in a two by two set and they run these two corner routes and they hit Brandon Cooks for a touchdown on a corner route. Well, CD ran the corner route on the other side. They have nine guys dropping, and they left both corners one-on-one. And both of them won. I mean, Dak could have gone to CD just as well as he went to Brandon. And I see in the nine-man drop, they've got three guys that are literally guarding grass. They're not doing anything. I just go, what's the point? What's the point of dropping nine if you're not going to take the number one and number two receiver away? It's, it's, It's unreal. Remember, we talked about Brandon Cooks last week. I brought him up to you about, hey, you know what? They
0: haven't used him enough.
1: Yeah. And, well they found him yesterday. Right? Yeah, they I found mean, him yesterday.
0: I, like I think he compliments, I, I think I said that to you that I think he
1: compliments their offense really well. Yeah. Well he's got I mean, he's always been fast. You know, he's always had great speed. He's always put up big numbers everywhere he's been. He's he's been very productive. And so it's just a a, a rhythm in certain games. Can you get him, you know, on track? I guess, and you know what it is? Look, it's the manner in which
0: they just kept scoring and scored. The Giants are just gross, right? But, and, and they're celebrating. It's a party, I know, right? I know. And
1: I, I got to tell you, I was kind of you know put off by it. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, they put up 650 yards. Overall. Yeah. Okay. After they put up over 400 against the Eagles. Celebrate this. On, the one thing I'll say, though, is their offense line is playing great. Tyron Smith is playing great. Tyler Smith is playing, Smith is playing well. Zach Martin is on his game. Like, they – Terrence Steele has – he can struggle at times against elite players. But they have played three really good games in a row up front. And, I, and if you're looking and projecting, yeah. like, that line, that line, the way they're playing, the way they're protecting right now, like, you know, that's a, that's a top group, one of the top groups in the league. Listen, I think you're a good team. Like, you're – look, they, they
0: outplayed San Francisco last year in the playoff game. They, mm, I don't know about that. Well, I thought they—they I mean, they had chances to—they had chances to win that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got to make the. I mean, there we go. All right, they didn't make any of well, those plays. Right. Well, I'm going to bring the same thing. You know, two weeks ago against the Eagles, yeah, they have you know plays that if you make it, they yeah. win the game, and they don't do it. I know. And you know, it feels like they're a
1: team that will annihilate and bury. Bad teams. You know what I think, though. Like, what, like, what I, is that? I like, don't know. But I wonder if it's in their head, like that. Like, yes, they're capable of just going against the Giants, yesterday and just annihilating them. And they can do that to bad teams. But I wonder in their own psyche when they go up against Philly or San Francisco, and they see Philly in a couple weeks. But like when they go up against some of those teams like that at the top of you know the uh, echelon here, I wonder if deep down they feel they're better than those teams. Like, I don't know if they feel that way, since they haven't won those big games. Yeah, I,
0: and it's interesting,
1: because
0: that's that's, I wonder, and a is, is that there. the quarterback? Is
1: that, you know, Dak? I mean, cause look, Dak is so look, good at times. I know, but like they all these quarterbacks. So look, I, I mean, I played in Dallas. Like, you're always going to get, and he's talked about it, but you're always going to be compared to Staubach and Eggman. It's Fair or not fair, it's, it's always the case. Romo was. Danny White was. Like, it's just, that's what happens in Dallas. But the until Dak wins those games in the playoffs, it's always going to travel with them. It did with Peyton Manning. It does with everybody until they quiet that crowd. Yeah, because I, I could just see the playoffs,
0: right? First round they play somebody and just bury them, like 42 to yeah. 13. Yeah, wild card game. Right, like you can see it, right? Like whoever, like Minnesota, right, whatever. They come and they just bury them. And then, you know, once they have to face either the Eagles or the Niners,
1: they come up small. Until they don't come up small anymore. I mean, yeah. that's they just have to break through. Yeah. Everybody knows the record. Yeah, Everybody knows the record. They know the record of Dak. They know Jerry's record since they won a Super Bowl in 95. Troy Aikman has told me, "Remind me when you see Jerry, just remind me that you know, Cowboys haven't won since '95." You know, like everybody knows what it is, and, and it is that until they undo that. Yeah, and I don't know,
0: like I don't expect them to undo that. Maybe that's. Now, do you, do you think they can?
1: Well, you think they're classic front runners?
0: I do. I've said it. And they all might here. be.
1: They, they, might, you know, they they're, they're front runners until they get rid of that, that, uh, that horrible moniker. Yes. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's talk about the opponent. The other
0: member of the NFC East, I think, is the Giants. How do you possibly go in with Tommy DeVito as your quarterback? I mean, I,
1: it's in my like story, the whole thing. He's a practice squad kid. I mean, it's he's pressing the juice. But like, it was it, embarrassing yesterday. Well, I mean, I don't know. The Minnesota was going nowhere, and they said, we'll trade, we lose Kirk Cousins. We don't trust Jaron Hall, our rookie from BYU. Like, let's make it let's make a deal. And they go get Josh Dobbs, and they're in the playoff hunt, and he's been spectacular. Now, it would be impossible to know for anybody to think Josh Dobbs could play as well as he has played. Yeah. I mean, it started 10 games before that. But his two-game performance in Minnesota, you can't print those jerseys, those number 15 jerseys, fast enough in the Twin Cities right now. Now, should Joe Shane have made a deal for Joshua Dobbs? I don't know, but they didn't give up a whole lot to get them. I mean, look, when the Jets have done it, like the quarterback said, you can't, you can't lie to your team because it's not like you can't hide your quarterback. You can't lie to your own team. We're going to march this guy out and we're going to have a chance to win. The team knows. Yeah. I mean, they walked into that game and it was lands to
0: slaughter. I mean, it was, you know, the Romans and the Lions. I mean, that's. What it would have felt like and i don't know i mean when got signed and I, not that he would be anything different but he's a guy who at least played like he was a he's a competent like or semi-competent a guy that played that wouldn't be as embarrassing as what happened yesterday
1: i would feel a whole lot better with carson despite his flaws than what we saw like you know, first of all for any young quarterback you know bryce young or tommy devito like it's hard to win games when you're young. You're just going to make mistakes. You're not going to convert third downs. You're going to be off the field. You're going to get frustrated. It's hard. Like you, some At some point, you need to get seasoned unless you're just C.J. Stroud and ready for prime time. And we see one of those every three or four years that come in like that. So And then if you go, okay, free agent, undrafted, long shot to make the team, and now you're going into Dallas against the speed of that defense – like it's just set up to fail. So last year, I I thought the Giants were kind of paper
0: Giants last year because of the schedule mm-hmm. and the whole thing. Well, look, the Eagles annihilate them, and now they come back. And my questions about Brian Dable mm-hmm. because I always thought, that, I mean, I loved Brian Dable. I thought like, wow, this what he did in Buffalo, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. I, I think, man, he's going to be a
1: terrific head coach. What, he was what, coach of the year, cuz. Like, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, right now, honestly, the offensive line is such a mess. And it's been a mess. Like, no nobody can stay healthy. Andrew Thomas went out there, went out. You know, like, they can't keep five guys healthy. It's just like the Jets. And you can say, how do you evaluate a coach when you can't execute basic plays because of the the issues up front? And they're taking guys, you know, off the street. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, pew playing left tackle and he was out of football and came in a couple weeks ago and you know like that's not really pro football when you can't line up the same five guys up front nah, it kills you it really is and, and all due respect to it's a shame
0: to Tommy DeVito I mean you, but what you happens you're already is, green and now you you can't protect it's
1: just an awful situation you can't run it you can't protect you can't like I mean how about Saquon he had no, he, Talk about getting swarmed every time he touched well, the ball if you're Saquon and you're like you're playing on a franchise tag and, you know, they they sweeten the pot a little bit for you. Like at some point, Saquon's going, I'm going to take this punishment this year, okay, and take years off my career. For what? Like, honestly, you you know, you, everybody's a sole propriety, right? So you sometimes just have to make business decisions. Like this is not like, he yes, he loves to play. Yes, he loves the Giants. But, you know, you're going in there and banging your, your head against the wall. For what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, no, you're, like, you're, you're right. And I know you would never. I would never. I'm not proposing. Yeah. Saquon to sit. No. Or, or do anything like that. But you, 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 I'm sure when he gets on the plane ride home yesterday and he's he's just like got his head in his hands and he's like, where do we go? What do we do? Miserable, yeah. he's just miserable. Just miserable from another miserable loss. Yeah. You go, man, do I really want to be here? Yeah. I'll take less money. Go someplace where they're having fun. All right, last thing with that game, and that's to do with
0: another running back, and that's Tony Pollard. Uh, I, I just He doesn't look as explosive to me. Look, C.D. Lamb and, that, and Dak and the passing game and everything, it looks incredible. Last year, Pollard clearly was a, was the back. He looked like he was a premier lead back. He was getting the lead. explosive runs in that offense, breaking
1: tackles. He hasn't scored a touchdown. It's been 20 quarters. I know. He. he, he I don't think he is the same. And I don't think they're. I don't think they. You know, they're not giving it to them on the one yard line. You, know, you go punch it in. You know, go score. Uh, they couldn't score on the one yesterday, down there. You know, they're running all these different plays and Dax it out of the back of the end zone. They're still. It's still a weakness for them right now. Yeah, it is. All right, let's. Uh, we'll talk about the
0: Niners and the Lions tomorrow. But I want to get into the game that you were at, which was. Wild yeah. And to this to this moment, I still don't know how the Browns won that game. I, I'm stunned. yeah I'm also stunned that Lamar threw that ball but you know I mean you when
1: a field tips in this league, it tips in a big way. And look last week at this time we were saying that Lamar was a certifiable MVP candidate. We just were they was like, led the league in completion percentage. the offense was on fire. Uh, they led the league in rushing. All those things. But they went up against a great defense in Cleveland. And, you know, Cleveland, They give Jim Schwartz credit. Like, he changed the way that they rushed yes. yesterday. They kept Lamar in the pocket. Now, all that being said, you know, Deshaun Watson struggled like crazy in the first half. I mean, you know, the, the second play of the game, it's a pick six to Kyle Hamilton. He never sees him on the blitz. He taps the ball to himself at 7 nothing. They hand the kid off, the, the ball off to the kid Keaton Mitchell. He goes 39 yards around the left t- uh, and nobody touches them. You know, it's 14 nothing, And, you know, we're not seven minutes into the game. And I'm thinking to myself as an announcer, like, what, what do I got in the bucket here to entertain people with? And, man, if Cleveland didn't just claw back. And it was interesting. I was in the gym in a hotel um, yesterday morning, and Cleveland was in our hotel, right? So uh, I'm in the gym, and there's Stefanski. You know, so, you know, Kev's a Philly guy. I you know. love we, Kev. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, Kev, see, I see him. Son of Ed Stefanski. Yes. Former well, Sixer GM, down with the Pistons. Totally, right. So, you know, he's with Sean Holtz. Remember Sean? Like, he was with the Philadelphia. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's working out again. So, we start talking, and uh, he's I like, where have you been, Baldy? You go, well, you know, I was just in, just here in Baltimore last week. They took apart a Seattle, and they had lost to Seattle the week before. So, you know, to make a feel good, I go, you know, honestly, Kev, this is week-to-week league. Like, whatever happened last week has nothing to do with what's going to happen this week. He goes, I go, I don't even know how these people in Vegas do it. He goes, ah, it's just the algorithms, Baldy. They just... I like, go, you might be right, Kev, but like I don't know how they predict this stuff. And damn, if they didn't just fight and claw. Deshaun had a bad ankle at the end of the second quarter. We weren't even sure he was coming out to start the, I was the third ask quarter. because
0: they were talking about on TV then. Well, I, yeah. you know,
1: so, you know, Tom McCarthy was doing the game. Yeah. So, you know, we, we were all kind of watching it, but, you know, he was the last one. Uh, Cleveland was kicking off to start the second half. And Deshaun Watson wasn't out of the locker room yet. I saw. Um, you know, I saw the backup, you know, warming up and we didn't know if he was gonna he came out late, right when Baltimore got the ball and kind of jogged onto the field, and boy, did he put a show on the second half. You know what's interesting is that he
0: fumbled on that drive. Mm-hmm. He got hit. Yes. And he fumbled. Yes.
1: And luckily they got Wyatt back. White Teller. White yes. Teller recovered it. Saved the game. Saved the game. It was late in the fourth quarter. They would have, they wouldn't have gotten the ball back. And Baltimore probably would have gone down and scored. So, um, yes, that, that would have ended it right there. They had a couple chances. But, you know, you saw Greg Newsome with the pick six off the tip ball. Like, it was, you know, that, that score then was 31-24. And Baltimore could have, if they could have just held on to the ball, they would have won the game 31-24. Yeah. They go down and score, they miss the extra point, 31-30. They got to get the ball back because they got the ball with 4.55 to go in the game. The Ravens never got the ball back. Like, ball control. They leaned on the offensive line. Wyatt Teller was awesome at right guard. Betonio, the whole group up front. This Jerome Ford is not bad. he's no, He's, he's not, not bad. Had 107 yards yesterday. Yeah. He's, he's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. He's not bad. Yeah. You know, and so they cobbled together 170 yards on the, on the ground, and Deshaun was a part of that. Yeah. Ran for a lot of first downs. Just a gutty, gutty uh, effort by it Deshaun. Was. It was. A, it was a gutty effort by Deshaun, by that team. But, like, they could have easily folded you know, it's 17-3, 14-0, 31-24, four, uh, 24-9 in the yep. third quarter. Like, they're down 15 late in the third quarter. They could have easily folded. And now you've got an unbelievable race in the AFC North. Like, I know since uh, we'll get to Cincinnati, but, you know, Pittsburgh wins, they look different. You know, Baltimore loses, they come back to the pack. Cleveland wins, they get to 6-3. and three. Like, it is just every one of these games. I said it last week, I'll say it every week. When you see an AFC North game, and there's one on Thursday night, you know, in Baltimore, Cincinnati, Baltimore, like it's must see TV. Yeah, it's
0: it's interesting because, and we'll get to Houston, Cincinnati coming up because it was a worst spot that you can well imagine for the Bengals having the Bills win the Sunday night before, and then looking ahead at Baltimore on a short week, so like that mindset. I, I love that division. I I can't get enough of the division. You brought the Steelers, and I, I liked all of a sudden two things. One, he looked for he looked for uh, Pickens a little bit. Two, Najee.
1: Najee looks better. They ran the ball. Warren did. Jalen Warren had over 100 yards. Yeah, 16 yeah. carries over 100 yeah. yards. But they ran together. So it's two weeks in a row now. And, and Najee Earl. Najee
0: was like the first. First three he starts, quarters,
1: he he actually I thought played really well. But both of them did. Now they ran for 207 yards. So two weeks in a row now they run they they've won the line of scrimmage, they won both games. And I give Omar Khan and Andy Weidel a ton of credit. They went out, they signed Isaac Salemallo. Okay, he's their left guard. They drafted, they jumped in front of the Jets and drafted Broderick Jones out of Georgia. He started the last two games at right tackle. Like they're 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 playing Darnell Washington, the third round pick out of Georgia, at tight end. Like they're running the ball and winning the line of scrimmage, like they pushed Green Bay all over the place, and it was one explosive run after another, and it really that felt like Steeler football. It was Steeler football, and you know Green Bay. Look, Green Bay hung in there. Jordan Love hung in there. Like they had two interceptions. That was his best game in weeks. he, He he played really well, you know, and he. He, uh, you know, he he bought time. He made some great throws all the way to the end. Like they intercepted him twice in the end zone. Were great plays by the Steelers secondary. You know, Casey and um, you know, uh, re, like Can uh, O'Neill. Like they both got picks at the end to kind of cement the game. But there's another kid that they they had an unbelievable rookie class. Like so they had they had Broderick Jones. Okay, they had uh, Joey Porter Jr., who starts now and really good in press coverage. Had a good game yesterday. Oh, by the way, I never understood why he slipped. And it was just, I don't know either. Like, you know, six foot two and a half, long arms. Football father, football player, pedigree, yeah. Can run like the wind. You know, these guys come, come away and you play three years, Penn State, you have one interception, they think, ball skills. But he, he loves to play press, man. He did it against uh, DeAndre Hopkins the week before. So this is two weeks in a row now. But their, their fourth-round pick was out of Wisconsin, Keanu Benton. And he's starting now. And they got a good tackle rotation with Cam Hayward and uh, Joby. And that Keanu Benton played a great game yesterday. You know, you, you just, like, look at these rookies. He's and meet. a meat candidate. Yeah, he is, for sure. You know, and that's not to, you know, yesterday you didn't see much from Nick Herbig because TJ and and uh, Highsmith were playing so much. And the defense was off the field because of the way they ran the ball. But that Keanu Benton, he made a, made a name for himself yesterday. All right, so... Uh... Back to Baltimore, what does that – what does it mean for them? Well, you know, they'll reset. They'll reset. Like, you know, they didn't run the ball. They, you know, they, they gave the kid Keaton Mitchell. Oh, my God. We talked about him. Two – one goes for a touchdown. and yeah, the screen. And the screen. What? Like, don't you got to get in the ball more? Yeah, I don't know if you touch it in the second half. Like, they forgot about him. I think they didn't have the ball a lot, and, they you know, they they turned it over a couple times, and they were throwing it. But, like, get, like they led the league in rushing coming in. And Cleveland held him to a hundred and something yards, so give a credit to to Miles and uh, all the guys up front, Dalvin Tomlinson and Zedarius, like and Jeremiah Wuso Coromola, like he played a great game. But he did some things. They play, they still played their man coverage. They lost Denzel Ward. They went to this kid Robert Ford Jr. Like he had an interception yesterday. Like next man up there, they still played the same style. Yeah. So that AFC North is. Just amazing. How
0: how do you kind of look at it and handicap it right now? Give me the give Well, me the, I mean, I would have ordered. I would have said
1: those teams. I would have said Baltimore than Cincinnati before yesterday, but both lost at home. Yeah. So those are home losses. Now Baltimore's in the middle of a three-game homestand. Okay, they took apart Seattle last week. They lose at home to Cleveland yesterday, and on Thursday they play Cincinnati. So, you know, this was supposed to be a home stand. They were hoping to go 3-0. Now they're just hoping that they can contain Joe Burrow and maybe T. Higgins is back. Maybe Jamar Chase is healthier. He had an unbelievable fourth quarter yesterday. I don't know why they didn't feed him earlier. But regardless, like, you know, I've seen Jamar Chase destroy the Baltimore Ravens. So let's talk about them. And let's, before we
0: talk about the, what it means for the Bengals, can we get some love for Houston? Yes. And uh, those Texans, first of all, our boy, C.J. Stroud, another one. Mm. And, but they also ran the ball. Devin Montgomery, like, if I'm a Bills— Singletary, Singletary. that De- 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 yeah. Devin Singletary, thank you. If I'm the Bills, if I'm a Bills fan, and I'm watching Devin Singletary do that, I'm going, what? Why can't you possibly
1: do that in Buffalo? Why couldn't you? We were dying for a run game. You know, so— Devin Singletary is 5'7", maybe 195 pounds. He went to Florida Atlantic, FAU. So the third-round pick of the Bills. And, you know, when he, when he was a rookie with Buffalo, they had Frank Gore on the team. And Frank Gore kind of took motor, motor Singletary under his wing. Kind of like showed him the ropes. I thought Devin Singletary was a great player in college. I thought he was a really good player for the Bills. Like, he can make people miss. He can make yards when there's nothing there. And he's a good receiver. And he's tougher than nails. And he never seems to be hurt. He runs for 150 yesterday. 150. Now, you look at Laramie. Some big chunks, too. Chunks, chunk yards. So, you look at Laramie and Tunsil. the Bengals defense is good. Well, they pushed him around pretty good. Yeah. Tunsil was unreal yesterday. Titus Howard's playing left guard right now. He was drafted to be a tackle. He's playing left guard. Dieter Wright is in there at, uh, at center. Like, they own the line of scrimmage. They really did a great job against the Bengals front. And C.J. Stroud, Look. They played without the number one receiver yesterday, Nico Collins. So, you know, they, they've got this, um, you know, Noah, Noah Brown. Brown. Noah Brown, okay, Dalton I, Schultz, and Tank Dell. Yeah. That's who they're thrown to. Yeah. So, your number one pick is thrown to your number three pick, Tank Dell. Yeah. Like, your two rookies are carving up the Cincinnati Bengals. It's unreal. I love
0: that Tank Dell. Uh, I he, do.
1: Like, he is an exciting player. Yeah. Him it. and Zay Flowers, they're yeah. very, very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah,
0: explosive. But again, C.J., I mean, he makes all, like, just the right plays. And there was a point where it looked like Bengals had control of the game. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that on the chase touchdown, the yeah. little chase touchdown. Yeah. It looked like they were to come back and they were going to take over and win the game. And to me, that shows amazing growth out of the Texans and because stre- they answered, they, played, they were able to get stopped. And they were able to come back and win the game. Like, normally, a team like Houston that's young, that's really the beginning of their ascent, will lose that game. Like, the Bengals come back, and I've seen it a million times. Not yesterday.
1: But you know what's interesting is D'Amico Rines is the coach. Yeah. So, in some ways, when you look at their defense, it's a little bit of an expansion franchise look to it. Like, yesterday, Sheldon Rankins was all-world. Okay, Will Anderson is the first round pick. This kid on the other side, Jonathan uh, Greenard, Jonathan Greenard, number 52, like he's he's destroying one on ones like their front did a great job yesterday. You know, and then Denzel Perriman is the middle linebacker, been around this league a long time, tougher than nails. Like all of a sudden you're starting to see pieces on this defense that you got to get to know. And they won the line of scrimmage. Like, Alex Kappa got beat by Sheldon Rankins a bunch of time. Down goes Burrow. Like, you know, Joe is, can be as elusive as anybody in this pocket, but yeah. he got hit a bunch, pressured a bunch, threw a couple interceptions under pressure. Like, it was an impressive performance defensively. It really was. I got to tell you, I was – I'm
0: like – I find myself rooting for this Houston Storch well, the Texans team.
1: They're a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. To well, it, it's – you know, it, it, it goes back to uh, just a – um, like a building block of this whole business. When you get your quarterback, yeah. first of all, you become a lot more competitive. And second of all, it's just way more entertaining when the ball isn't hitting the ground. And it's just, it's, it's getting to the receivers on time. Like his throws yesterday, it's just one after another. It's amazing. Again. 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 get a good defense. Now, again, the it is
0: worth repeating. I mean, you know the rhythm of the NFL. One reason why... Like we see this league and the league of parity, the whole thing is, look, it's a hard game. So when you're, you're Cincinnati and you're coming off an emotional win against Buffalo, you turn around at home, have to face the Texans, who I'm not saying you have your nose up, but, you know, again, you're the Bengals or the Texans. And then you got a short week where you're going to face the Ravens.
1: That's a tough sandwich game. No doubt. Now to lose one like that and then to have to go on the road and see your division rival, but, you know, there's something about the AFC North. We come back to this again. Like, obviously, division games, everybody sees everybody. You see the cut-ups every week. Yeah. You see yeah. – they, they know each other so well. Yeah. They just know the tendencies. They know what you do in certain situations. Like, you just study these teams long enough. You go, okay, we, we know Lamar can make a mistake. We can force him into a mistake, whether it's a fumble, interception. We just have to – when that ball's in the air, it's got to be our ball. Like, there's just certain things. And then you go – like Schwartz yesterday changed up his pass rush. and how they rushed, he changed it up yesterday. And you go, Schwartz's smart enough to know. He started in Cleveland. He kind of knows his division. Um, like he changed things up that made things a little difficult for Lamar. Pretty impressive.
0: All right. We touched on this quarterback earlier. He won again. Josh Dobbs, all right. New Orleans,
1: Minnesota. All right, Minnesota suddenly has life. Oh, yeah, way, way more than just suddenly. Like, they're for real. And the, the fact is, is that the New Orleans Saints, now they just carved up Atlanta the, the week before, okay? So they're going... They're not very good, Atlanta. Well, I mean, they, they, they have pieces, of, you know, on that team that are pretty good. And they had risen to a top 10 defense two weeks ago until Josh Dobbs took them apart. But anyways, now they get to New Orleans Saints. Now, the New Orleans Saints... They had come in as a second-ranked defensive football. And their secondary was, I thought, the best in football. Defending passes, interceptions, lowest quarterback percentage against them, 55%. All these stats. And Josh Dobbs didn't pay any attention to any of it. Neither did T.J. Hawkinson. No. <laughs> well, he found his go-to oh, guy yesterday. my God! No, he found his go-to he guy. He was
0: wow! He was open every play!
1: Well, they're 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 battling up good offense, but it's just amazing watching Josh. I mean, he ran for another touchdown yesterday. Yeah, he's so I I, I charted it. He's um he's completed sixty six percent of his passes. He's thrown three touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. Oh, he had one fumble early on for his uh, first series uh, against Atlanta, but he had run for two touchdowns and he's getting the ball to everybody in addition to Hawkinson. Wow, it's unreal. It's a, what a story. I, and
0: I do like – I like Brian Flores' defense. He's done a nice job. That When I watched them last year, I, like one of the reasons why I thought the Giants won was because of that defense. Which I agree. It's horrible, right? And I love what Flores has done with this Vikings defense.
1: Well, first of all, everybody knows their role. So you got a guy like Daniil Hunter who um, leads the league in sacks, but it's not, It's way more than just Hacks. He's an every-down player. He plays the run. He hustles. He forces fumbles. DJ Wanam on the other side. Harrison Phillips inside. Like, they've got their line is set. Then Jordan Hicks has always been a good player in this league. And Josh Metellus is developed. They've got corners that can hold up right now, three of them that can hold up. Evans, Byron Murphy, like, they can hold up on the outside. And you've got playmaking safeties in Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum. Like, they're playing as a unit. Early in the season, it was just, they were just blitz happy. And they kind of lived and died by it. Now they're a lot more selective about what they do. And look, they got Derek Carr out of the game. Then they forced Jameis into those mistakes at the end of the game with a chance to win it. I mean, credit he to defense. he played better than Carr. Well, they found Olave. At the time I'm going,
0: what, what, Derek, what do like, well, I, you like wow. I say the same thing. I mean, what do you what I, I, I love Olave. I know. I think Olave's one of the great receivers in this league. How do you not feed him the
1: ball? I agree. He should be doing what Jordan Addison's doing. Yes. You know, with these other guys that are getting these 15 targets a game. He should be doing the same thing. And they, they don't look at him that way. I I,
0: I, just don't, I don't get their offense. I don't get anything about that team. Yeah. They're kind of a mystery.
1: I can't really figure this out. Well, that is a very good on. offense. And the offensive line has struggled. Um, you know, a lot of different positions they've struggled. But, you know, defensively, that was the surprise yesterday, how well Josh Dobbs played against them. Yeah. That, was inc- that was impressive. Yeah, it really, really was. All right. Uh we had the return of
0: another quarterback yesterday. Kyler Murray made his debut. And guess what?
1: Yeah. He looked pretty good. More than pretty good. Like he ran for a touchdown, like he found his tight end, uh, Trey McBride, yeah. over and over again. He was elusive. Like it looked easy for him, honestly. I, I was surprised he's... to tell you, and he was—he was, he, like he was just as fast as he's ever been. Yeah. Like he had to get out of harm's way a couple of times, but they got James Conner back. That helped the run game. Um, they were playing backups at certain positions in the offensive line. You didn't notice Calvin Beecham's at left tackle has been in this league a long time. But honestly, like that was an impressive come from behind win yesterday. They needed everything, and Kyler Murray brought him down the field. Uh, you know, to kick the game-winning field goal. Give him credit, man. He, it didn't look – he didn't look – I thought he, he – um, he had one play to McBride in the middle of the field that he threw an interception on. And it was clearly he thought McBride was going to sit down mm-hmm. in the zone, and he ran through it, and Kyler threw it behind him he got picked. That was the only throw that I thought he didn't have good timing with. But Michael Wilson's a rookie. Hadn't thrown to him in real situation. McBride's a young guy. Like, I just thought he was, his timing with his receivers was really good. I, I, and I thought his command,
0: I thought everything about him. He had, he had swag yesterday. He did. I he had just a lot of swag. Like, I was impressed because I thought he was going to struggle. I, I did too. You know, listen. New it, offense, it, uh, hadn't played in a year. Right. Oh, we saw Deshaun Watson when he came back after that long layoff, and he looked like he couldn't, he didn't know what game he was playing.
1: <laughs> I agree. He didn't have any of that yesterday. He didn't have any of that lost. He was never looked lost yesterday. And Atlanta's got a lot of good defensive players. He was in control. He was. You know, that's uh, – I, I give – you know, people think that they should just be tanking. They've been saying that all year. I think Jonathan Gannon's done a great job because defensively, they've got pieces. Their pass rush, this Dennis Gardeck, Ojolari, like uh, Zaven Collins, um, the guy that was here, Kazir White, has played great all year. They battle every single week, I tell you that. They play hard on defense. Yeah. It pains me to say it because I'm not the biggest candidate fan. But you know what's funny? He coaches totally different. Like, he blitzes. You see a whole different defensive package I know. than what he I, in Philly. Well, so did Schwartz. Yeah. Look at Schwartz. Schwartz looks like Jim Johnson compared to what he <laughs> was here. Like, he never played press man of Philly. No. These corners were 10 yards I off. I had Jim on. I, I
0: I love Schwartzy. I had Jim on my show, and uh, the first thing he said, man, man it was before the season. We're going to throw fastballs. And I'm like, all right, yeah, fair. You know, I'm going to, I like yeah, it, right? right? And then I saw nothing but like breaking stuff the whole year. Yeah. I didn't mean, need no fastballs. Yeah, And now he's in Cleveland and, and he looks like Nolan Ryan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Grant Delpitt's coming on safety blitzes. And yeah. Ocarronco's lined up in linebacker and twist stunning. Like he's got all kinds yeah. of
0: stuff going him, <laughs> Dan, and, I mean, I didn't even know what he was doing last year, but. You know, listen, I was impressed. I, I was happy uh, that Kyler Murray— I like good quarterback plays, we we know, and uh, I just was happy. It was. I was impressed, I have to be honest. Well, you it. know, you have to look at Kyler Murray. He had
1: that swag about him. He did, and he looked like he was having fun playing. Yeah. He, he j- looked like he was enjoying it. It's a new offense. It's a new staff, all that stuff. And let's face it, I mean, are the Arizona Cardinals married to Kyler Murray? We've seen this story before. It's the new regime— Monty Austin for like they've seen new GM new coach new way of doing things and you know Kyler's got eight games to go kind of prove himself is that you know is he the future are they going to marry themselves to Kyler and build around him are they going to look to the college ranks like I don't think Kyler cares at this point I think Kyler wants to go out there and play the best eight or nine games he can play listen from his perspective. He plays well. You know,
0: he's got a job somewhere. He's got a job, there, absolutely. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, we already talked about some of the quarterback play in the league. So,
1: you know, I, he he's good. And I, but there I, was I no there was no ill effects from yeah. that knee injury. None. Nah. Like he looked exactly the same, yeah. running and dodging people and getting out of harm's way. Like he still played the same way. Yeah, and you're right. He played with joy. Yeah, he
0: played. Can I squeeze in this name because I'm dying? But he, there's one athlete, you across all sports. Yeah who plays with immense joy Tyrese Maxey yes Philadelphia Sixers all right no doubt he dropped 50 last night did he have 50 50 last night <laughs> so i just had to bring that up but for you no know, the sixers reason, reason. it's early but i had to bring up that he scored 50 cuz i love tyrese well Scott. i know
1: you love basketball but you know the thing is it's like it's it's the same thing with football like they just have great chemistry in the sixers right now yeah, well a great coach too real good coach okay. Okay.
0: all right monday night football tonight Big one for the Bills because the last time we saw Buffalo, they were losing to Cincinnati on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Now you got Bills and uh, you Denver. got Broncos and curious. Now this should be a get right game for Buffalo.
1: How do you kind of see this? Now, I think match? I think Denver's going to play them really tough. Like I think Denver's defense has improved immensely. I think the people they've got the people in place right now to play fast and they've got playmakers. On the defensive front right now, um, the secondary has been fixed. Uh, so I think defensively, they're going to be very tough. And then offensively, Russell Wilson's playing like he did back in Seattle maybe three years ago. He's playing fast. Uh, he's getting the ball to his wide receivers, and they're running, they're committed to the run. And you can see Sean Payton just coaching expertise. It might have worn these guys out early, but it's kicking in. Like, this is a well-coached football really? team. Really? So, so you, you think tonight— I think Denver has a chance tonight because I'm not sure what Buffalo's going to do. It seems to me that unless Josh Allen just plays out of his mind and makes individual individually great plays, that this offense can't flourish. Well, is it too digs heavy? Is it not enough run the ball? Well, it becomes is digs it... heavy when Josh Allen doesn't have time to really— throw on rhythm and timing. He's got to move. And when he moves, he's looking for digs. So digs gets the targets, but if he has time and the offensive line plays well, then, and he can go through progressions and he throws it on time. Then he'll get the ball to Gabriel Davis and he'll get the the ball to Shakir. You know, he'll start, he'll get the ball to, you know, uh, Kincaid. He'll get the ball to his oh, guys. I like Dalton like Kincaid. I'm sure they do too. I don't think Dawson Knox is back yet, but you know, Kincaid has been fine. Yeah. So, but there's going to be, but if, you know, the Buffalo fans are going to let you know, you know, what they're thinking of their team right here. Because they're, they're, they're reeling. They're 5-4. and four. They get right here against a team that's won a couple games and playing a lot better. That will kind of restore some confidence. But, you know, there's a reason why they went out and got Rasul Douglas at the trade deadline. They didn't believe in their corners. Yeah. You know, you Kair know, Elim has not been a good player. Um, Christian Benford. It was a six-round pick out of Villanova, like, like they they needed to upgraded to that position. So, what? You know, it's funny because you seem bullish on the Broncos. And I still go,
0: you know, Russ is is. I'm not afraid of Russ. Like, if I'm, yeah, you know, and I'm curious because like this could be, you know, I I think it's a huge game for him on on, you know, ABC Monday Night Football. No doubt. You know, it's uh, Russ going with big stage like Buffalo. What what do you like? What, what do you think? What's he done better that uh, that you've well, seen? Well, he's,
1: he's he's getting the ball to his wide receivers. They're much better in the red zone over the last three or four weeks. Right now, um, he's not getting hit every time he drops back like he did early in the year. I think back to like the Washington game, like he got hit like 14 times in the game. He's not getting hit like that. And uh, they're running the ball. The Javante, and they got this rookie out of Youngstown State, Jaleel McLaughlin. Like he caught my eye in preseason. I've done a bunch of like stories yeah, on Yeah, he's good. No, but he's like he's not just good. Like the kid's averaging over seven yards a game. Yeah, carry. I know. And he's he's taking screens to the house. Like, I think he's underused. But I do like Javante Williams, so I'm not down on him. But if they if they I love Javante coming out of North Carolina. I know, I know right? like he's a contact like, running. That big
0: back, you know, like that no.
1: trolley truck yeah. No, like he'll run through you, runs through tackles, good contact balance runner. But if they if they get those two guys going in combination tonight, yeah. it's going to be tough on Buffalo.
0: Do you – is Buffalo still a contender is my question? Well, do we know that after
1: tonight? Yes. I think tonight we'll review. If they take care of business and wipe Denver up, then they'll still have some highs and lows, but they're they're still a playoff team. They lose tonight. Like, there's going to be a lot of questioning what Buffalo is doing. Is it the offensive coordinator? Do they need to make a change? What's wrong with Josh? All those things are going to just be circling. Uh, all right. So we'll be back
0: tomorrow, and we'll look at some we'll more at of the that game. NFC. We'll look at that game. We'll look at some of the NFC stuff. Uh, Lions, I want to get into, we're going to get into the Niners heavy. We'll also begin our look into week 11, which is a great week. Uh, we have a, a great interview that we're going to show you later in the week. So make sure you're with us every day. And listen, hit that subscribe button. You see that subscribe button? Use your Boy, you show him your pinky. Just All hit right? it. Hit Just it, hit the it pinky, right there. Right here's my here's my. <laughs>
1: That's it, man. Right here we go. The bad the bad finger club. <laughs>
0: right. Hit it. Hit the subscribe to us. This way you don't ever miss an episode. Uh, we got a big one. Andy Reid's going to join us later in the week as we look at. Uh, week eleven. Uh, one quick thing: college football. I just had to bring this up to you. So Michigan, Penn State, Michigan, clearly the best
1: team in the country right now. They uh, they throw the ball eight times. Yeah, they went back to Bo Schembechler's days. Eight times. They they just said, you know, look. I think they did it in honor of, of, of Jim Harbaugh. Like they were just gonna like they like free Jim. Like we're just gonna do it Jim's way. We're just gonna put tight ends on the field and we're just gonna pound you. And it's a shame because like. You know
0: that season they're having. All you hear about is hardball to the Bears. Now they came to celebrate. It's like whatever, whatever team is looking for a coach, hardball there.
1: And you, meanwhile, you go well, wait a second. What about the kids? The kids don't have nothing to do with this, right? The kids have been, they've been paying the price in the system. Like it's their year. It's their time. They got to the playoffs last year. Now they feel like they can win it this year. Like they've got a better roster this year, yeah. You know, and so uh, it's just it's a shame that the kids don't get a chance to just really enjoy it. Yeah. Now, impressive. All right, we'll see
0: you tomorrow. Subscribe.
1: Subscribe.